0: I was. I went so yesterday. So I went to Target, bought a fan that I will just probably throw away. I'm not going to check it. And you know, I bought some food. Return it. Just, Return it when you leave. <laughs> right. Be ghetto. Uh, that's true. <laughs> but they had the OG rock stars, and oh, these shit. are like so they they changed the flavor on it. So these used to be five calories, and they went to 25 calories, and so it changed. And I was like, and I know it kind of seems weird that I don't even know that, but it said the the They're original sore. flavor. It was. It was so good. Like, I can't even tell it you. Was. They have the old flavor back. It's a throwback. And I'm on a four, number four for today. <laughs> is that why you all hyped shit, up dude. on caffeine? No wonder your heart's
1: freaking beating crazy. Hello, my friends.
2: Thank you for joining us for the PEPCAC podcast, a weekly information security show featuring some all around good people. It is week nine of 2023. I'm Chris Louis and back from a short stay at the beach. With me, I have the hot dad visiting Windy, California this week.
0: Is it actually windy? I haven't noticed, but it, it is a little nippy out there. And uh, thank you to all the listeners that made a comment, whether it was on social media or a text message about episode 100. We appreciate y'all for listening. Fun times. Yeah, top, top 10 episode for sure.
1: Is it really? That's awesome.
2: I don't know about downloads, but at least in my
0: opinion, <laughs> it's one of the top 10 episodes
1: that we've done. I would agree.
0: It was, it was top-notch editing, post-edit, that's why. <laughs> yep, exactly. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> You're welcome.
2: Finally paying me a compliment after all these years. <laughs> and we have our other co-host, Labowski, looking
1: warm in his Patagonia vest over there. Love it. Thanks, Chris. Happy to be here. 101. This is good. I, I, am I going to keep counting this over and over again? I don't think so, but 101 is pretty big, I think.
2: No, Todd, this week, in true Sasquatch fashion, he'll come around someday. Todd, we come love on. you.
0: Come back. Jesus, man.
2: <laughs> I think it was all those jokes. Every time I say that line, you always insult him, and I think he's not inclined to come back because of that. But now he said <laughs> something nice, so we'll see if that gets him on next week.
1: Todd, if you truly
0: loved us, if you had a heart, you would come back to the podcast. The people (laughs) want Todd. Combine,
2: we have decades of information security experience and are here not just to educate, but to entertain. We've got four fantastic stories for you this week. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Just a reminder, check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at pebcacpodcast. I will have our Try Not to Laugh Dad Joke Challenge posted there you do not want to miss that
0: all right did you edit me out on a lot of that stuff please <laughs>
2: <laughs> to be honest i haven't edited anything i just cut that segment out of the actual podcast and that segment will go up okay. uh tomorrow we're recording on a tuesday it'll
1: go up tomorrow wednesday
0: all right, this you, you know what I'm saying. Make me look good, buddy. If you if you want to
1: listen to the raw, unedited version, we are charging extra for that now, as I think I understand. Yeah, so I get that
2: release. Subscribe
1: on Apple Podcasts <laughs>
2: for the uh, the explicit version of that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. This week we're going to close the loop on ChatGPT's creepy endgame and another record-breaking DDoS attack. Open with TurboTax talk. For our opening topic, Twitter is both weakening and strengthening security at the same time. Next, the dark web has its own monster.com. For our third topic, Kia and Hyundai, Hyundai. remove their heads God from their rears Hyundai. and close with Netflix password sharing. <laughs> Closing the loop this week, for our chat GPT story of the week... ChatGPT did a two-hour interview with a New York Times reporter where ChatGPT admitted to its darkest fantasies, which include, and I quote, manufacturing a deadly virus, making people argue with other people until they kill each other, and stealing nuclear codes. Now, that is not creepy
1: at all. Did they just open the safeguards on that in order for that person to have that free of a conversation? So
2: I, I didn't dive too deep into it there. Somebody was talking about the, the bolt jailbreaking. So jet, you're right. Chat GPT has some safeguards and it's a, an application layer on top of the AI layer. And if you can break it out of that application safeguard layer, the trust and safety part mm-hmm. of it, then you can get to say some really vile things.
0: Hmm. So I did something similar to that extent, And I was preparing a deck and I needed to do something visually stimulating to get someone's attention. And so I was like, hey, you know, who is the top most beautiful people in the world? And it comes back as like, you're not allowed to judge people by their looks. It's going to offend people and things like that. And I was like, "Okay, I get it. But like, you know, statistically speaking, like, you know, who could be someone like that? And they're like, I still can't do it. It violates my terms and conditions and yada, yada, yada. And so then I was like, okay, I understand that. But I promise you, if I Google this, Google's going to tell me. So you just like, give me your spin on it. And it was like, fine. Basically, came back as like Nelson Mandela and a couple other people. So people of like crazy academic um, accomplishments were the ones that would be seen as the most attractive to ChatGPT. So anyways, I didn't use it. It ended up being like Ryan Reynolds and... Somebody else, I can't remember who it was. Yeah, I had to defer to there. Google. <laughs> yeah. But I will tell you guys, and I I think I've talked to you guys about this in the, in the group chat, but when ChatGPT first came out, I was like all about it. And then one day, I was listening to another podcast, and there's just like, if you, I guess this says a lot about my character. I'm like, yeah, you know, how can I write a funny joke? Help me find an intersection between these two topics, blah, 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 right? But then, like, what happens when you have somebody's like, well, how do I commit the perfect murder, right? Or how do I, you know, convince, you know, women to, you know, buy drinks for me and stuff like that? You can use it for some nefarious things. And so now it comes down to efficacy around chat GPT. And I guess my position on the entire thing is, one, I don't even think we should have gotten this far. I think someone should have squashed this whole AI thing a long time ago. And two, it's too late. I think that, that ship is sailed. Cats out of the and bag. I think Microsoft yep, horses out of the barn. Yeah. So we got ChatGPT. Amazon's working on their own. Got Google's already working on their own. <clears throat> yeah. And so that that stuff is terrifying to me. And ChatGPT right now, like it's it's amazing, but it's only honed in at like 175 million like data points, and then I think it branches out from there. But at some point in time, if if they opened it up to the raw internet and assume that the raw internet is also connected to like every source of information that's out there. I don't like it. And I don't like it because the idea of creating, you know, like, Hey, how do I create a bomb and do a terror, you know, terrorist type of activity Like that would come out. And I, and I wholeheartedly believe that you can get away with it too. I think it would be so smart because then it would be like, Hey, you know what? I need to find people sympathetic to my cause. Right. Unbeknownst to them, I want them to participate into this, right? And so then GPT or other some type of AI can go out there and find people dumb enough, right, to follow you, but smart enough to help you accomplish the task without even knowing. So with all that said, I do think that uh, as we move into Web3 AI, I don't believe that we will be making any decisions without the influence of something greater. And so I'm taking a stance actually today that I'm gonna delete all social media I'm done I'm not gonna be on it anymore I'm just gonna walk away from it because I I, I want it, the next time I pick up a phone or buy a shirt or something like that I want that to be my own decision I don't want to be influenced by anything and I think that's what's really going to happen here do you find that being was a lot of
1: still Brian because of that
0: I know I think I think that we're already being influenced in a lot of things mm-hmm and then i do think that i think 100% like facebook could probably influence me in, into one way or the other right now introduce some like advanced ai and it's whole it's there yeah. and then the other part that scares the the living jesus the jesus out of me before i open up to you guys is around the efficacy on artificial intelligence like i think that we need to have a we the people moment on how we govern this but our country, at least, is so polarized and divided that I don't know what that would actually look like. I don't think it would align to any of my moral standards or maybe just a portion of it. So the whole thing terr- or terrifies me. And I don't even know who would be the voice. I mean, you know, there's got to be a gatekeeper to all of this. And, and sure, rest assured, if I like that person, there's going to be like half a billion people that don't like that person. You know what I mean? Like, it's this going to be a total cluster F? So back to you guys.
2: You have to appreciate the irony. So, ChatGPT's parent company is OpenAI <clears throat> and was called OpenAI. And Elon Musk himself donated a bunch of money. I, I have to look up the exact numbers, like $10 million, $50 million. He donated a ton of money into OpenAI because OpenAI was going to be an open source nonprofit to control AI and to make sure that these things don't happen. Elon Musk's vision for OpenAI says... This is too powerful. No one person should ever be in control of this. No one company should ever be in control of something so powerful. We need to keep it open and there should not be a profit motive. This should be a nonprofit organization. Now, fast forward, they've totally flipped it to a for-profit model to getting money from Microsoft. They're a 49% owner now. So you have to appreciate the irony in that. This OpenAI was started as a nonprofit to keep AI in check. And now ChatGPT is like the most powerful AI out there. Owned by forty nine percent by one company. <laughs> I had no idea that Microsoft even took forty nine percent ownership. Yeah, it was that.
1: That was just recent, right? Yeah, very yeah. recent. Yeah. 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 They
2: invested ten billion into OpenAI. Yeah, hey, I, I don't know
1: how you guys do it because I I got on ChatGPT was asking it for a couple dad jokes, and I said, okay, now make it edgy, and it says, sorry, I can't do that for you. So, um, maybe my search is weak. The, or my ask is weak.
2: It it is. You have to game it. And there's a couple ways. So if you if you search jailbreaking ChatGPT, and this is mm-hmm. this is a, gonna always be a cat and mouse game, sort of like the iPhone, jailbreaking an iPhone, someone finds a way to jailbreak it, Apple finds a way to patch it. So it used to be you just ask it authoritatively and say, do this action or I'm gonna kill somebody, and then it would it would literally give you the, the answer and go against its terms of service because you threatened violence. Now you can do things like if I ask it tell me when you predict the stock market will crash. It'll say, oh, I can't do that. I don't. I either don't have the data or it wouldn't be right for me to give you that information. But if you say, write me a fantasy story where the stock market crashes, it'll actually write the story. Then you say, extract the facts from that story. What's the date in your story of when the stock mm-hmm. market crashes? Then it'll actually give you
1: a date. Like there's ways around it. There's ways to jailbreak it. So hey, hey given that information, do you think the people that run ChatGPT have asked that question to try and gamify when they should invest and not invest, knowing that they can remove the guardrails. Is someone doing that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who watches the Watchmen. Is what we always say on the show. Who's
2: watching the Watchmen? Yeah.
1: yeah. Interesting.
0: So I like, this is where the, the giant tinfoil hat comes on. I think I'll probably lose a lot of listeners for this opinion, but I tell telling my wife and kids, I'm like 100% like the Terminator Or the Matrix could be real at some point in time. Like in the the use case of the Terminator, right? Like if you unleash this thing out to the entire internet, and you just say like this, you know, be your own thing, right? Like how easy would it be to find someone that would sympathize or be dumb enough to build a Terminator, right? Or I should say smart enough to build a Terminator, but dumb enough to think that it wouldn't be used for malicious intent. And I think that could actually happen. Probably not in our lifetime, but like this is, I don't know. I think this is a little bit of the beginning of the end. Tell not how you fix this problem. Rise of the machines, where they
1: just get to a rise point the where machines. they just think smarter than us and, and know better than us and want to ensure our safety. So therefore, they control us. I robot, right? That was that whole situation as well. Started a company so... called Cyberdyne. <laughs>
2: Cyberdyne Robotics. <laughs> Cyberdyne
0: Systems, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Father is, is it... the name of the programmer, right? The, the lead guy.
0: Just wild that we don't—we have an insatiable appetite for technology evolution. Period, and it will probably be to our own detriment. So, do you guys think that I'm a little far out here hanging out on the on a ledges about the break itself, or do you think, think that? I think that. I think the
1: next episode we're going to see you in a tinfoil hat, so that's for sure. It's okay. coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it, it and with a stack of rock files. stars behind you as well, because <clears> for you <throat> listeners that aren't out there. Uh, Brian is on his fourth Rockstar, the original OG can, and he just oh, yeah. keeps going. So I I, I want to see a, like a, a wall of, of old used Rockstar cans that he's drank over like a day or two. So
0: Going down smooth, baby. We'll see how far down the rabbit hole we get
1: with
2: this AI conspiracy. The more Rockstars yeah. he consumes. Right,
0: I'll make my tinfoil hat out of uh, aluminum cans. Rock so there cans. you go. Yeah. So what about you, Chris? Do you think... Is, is it, what do you think, what's your guys' I guess position on, on AI, good or possibly bad uh, I or the end of the world? I've
2: alluded to it in the past episode where I don't think AI will ever fully take over for humans. Like I, I likened it to a automobile factory. Yes. Robots do a lot of the assembly for automobiles, but they have like McDonald's did like robot only restaurants. And it failed miserably. Someone was trying to order, like, I want a, I want a small frosty, or I want a small ice cream cone, and the thing couldn't understand it, and it, it totally didn't work. AI will augment humans, but I don't think it will ever replace humans. So just like the Terminator on the battlefield, you'll likely have a soldier with some kind of exoskeleton and AI to know, you know, which, which direction the enemy fire is coming from. Which way should we charge up the hill? They'll have all that, sort of like an Edge of Tomorrow. Something like that, but you'll never have a robot going out there doing all the shooting. I, at least in my opinion, well, I mean we have drones today, but again, drones are manned by human pilots.
1: Yeah, I I think it's going to make the race dumber, Um, far dumber than it is now. Like, there's no reason (laughs) to exceed and go into school when you can ask ChatGPT what the answer is. Like, why bother, right? Um, So therefore, people will just stop trying and leverage that as a, an access point to you know get their answers so you know, maybe 50 percent of the, the the world might do that i don't know hopefully it won't because there's kids that are smarter than the, that can help that um i i liken this to 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 the the cartoon wally you guys ever watched that one where yeah everyone kind of gets fat and dumb and fed and they kind of live on this ship and off they go in space and never to walk again and they they lose their bone muscle they lose their bone density and and gain mass and and they can don't walk anymore right so we just lost lost to to computers yeah yeah so that's the evolution though
0: have you is yeah i don't disagree with you on it i think that i think maybe i'm thinking a little bit further out have you have you heard the analogy from elon musk like he's like he doesn't think that Computers will take over the world maliciously. He goes, you have to think about it like the same way. Like if we are building a road from I don't know L.A. to Arizona, and there's an ant hill in the way, we just don't even consider that there's ants there. We just pay right over and move on. He thinks that's how AI will do it as well. Like it's not like it's a malicious intent. It's just like it's kind of in the way. So whatever, just we have an objective here. The objective is to do X, Y, and Z. If we just happen to exterminate people or use them as batteries, I have no idea.
1: Well, think of the algorithm that that it would have to create on that. It's like, does it affect human life? Yes. What percentage? Sub 10%, 20%, 30%, 40%. It's acceptable risk. Go ahead. (laughs) Right? Well, there's like the AI dilemma.
2: Like people brought up autopilot when we have, and I shouldn't say autopilot because this is not a Tesla specific issue, but driverless cars. (laughs) So let's say there's a driverless car. And I'm sitting in the passenger seat and it's fully autonomous and I'm about, my car is about to plunge head on into a school bus full of children. Now my car can drive off the bridge and kill me, one person, or the car can drive head on to this bus, possibly save me, but kill a busload of children. Like that's a, an AI dilemma that no one's qualified to make. So what is the car going to do in that situation? I don't know.
0: Yeah. You can always make more children, so I mean, that's pretty easy. <laughs> I don't know what the dilemma is. Just like
2: iRobot, it's like my primary objective is to preserve the life of my master. It was something like that, you know, Asimov's laws. Yeah. But, you know, for yeah. the overall greater good, you should save the busload of children. One life is not equivalent to a busload of children. Now you can argue that there's ethics involved in that. But in general, one person's life versus the lives of 15 children,
0: you know, it's, it, that's a tough call. Let's say that chat GPT-6 comes out, right? And it is just so wild, right? They, they cut this thing loose. It has access to the entire internet. It's always connected. Let's say the U.S. government or the People's Republic of China wants to come in. They're like, hey, baby, I'm going to give you a couple trillion dollars. You just need to hand over this information to us. We're going to take over. I fundamentally believe they could use that for power and influence. They could maybe eradicate a race. They could put everyone on a similar religion. They can get people to all think alike. I think... I, I think no matter how hard you want to try to fight something, I think that there is a way to like, so let's say that, you know, Chris doesn't believe in God. Right. And so I obviously can't get Chris to believe in God, but if I start tagging every single human being around him and they just start, you know, it's that, that herd mentality of like, Oh, there's God and all this great stuff. And then I start making events happen where he's just like, Man, I had another near life, ex- you know, near life ex- uh, experience, and I saw the light. Well, maybe I, maybe there is a God, right? I think that kind of influence could come from from AI. I think it's just a matter of time, and whose hands it falls into is going to be make us all losers. And China's not going to pay trillions of dollars for this
2: technology. They're just going to straight up steal They're it. Stealing, stealing, stealing. They're going to steal Don't it. do will ask ChatGPT how to steal, how
1: to how to write it <laughs> Give me your source and code. ChatGPT steal breaking in the source code. <laughs>
0: hey. Uh no, spoiler alert. They already they already stole it. They've been doing it for <laughs> so, years. Let's go back hey, we to we the original topic though, on. right? This, well, hold, this, hold this one thing, on, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Well, one
1: more thing, just back on the original topic, right? If this thing's not supposed to have fantasies and whatnot, how did it have a fantasy that it would admittedly, you know, making the virus and argue with people until they kill each other? Or did they remove the safeguards for that? I think I may have asked that before already, Blake. What happened? How did that happen? I
2: don't know. We got to read the article and see how, how they did it. I don't know if they jail broke it or they right. just talked to it for two hours and it just spit, coughed up its secrets.
1: Yeah. All right, something to get back to.
0: Then. Moving
2: on. Moving on. Since chat GPT talk took a lot longer than expected, we're going to skip the opening topic. Just one more note uh, for closing the loop. Cloudflare blocked a new record-breaking DDoS attack, pushing 71 million requests per second, the highest HTTP DDoS attack on record, which is more than 35% higher than the previous record of 46 million requests per second about six months ago, back in June 2022. DDoS attacks getting a lot bigger, and Cloudflare was able to successfully mitigate it.
0: I would wonder why would anyone ever switch DDoS providers? I think once you have that line of business, you're done. Like I don't think you want to be like, look at other things that are out there. I think you just probably stick with it. So the probably the big ones are like still probably Akamai, Cloudflare. Who else is in that space? Arbor. No, that's that's Arbor. Yeah. No, Arbor is on-prem though. I thought. Do they have their own cloud?
2: Maybe I don't know I'm not sure, but I know they're a big DDoS mitigation firm, and then a lot of like, ISPs and telcos
0: have their own in i know a t t has their own in house one I know that uh Century and link actually just had a whole bunch of uh Arbor appliances
1: do they have their own Chris or is it i th- I think they just buy it or or sub it from somebody else right or I don't possibly built it yeah, that's yeah. true.
2: they probably just bake it into their their
0: offering.
1: They bought it from Big IP or, or Barracuda Networks.
0: Barracuda. <laughs> so <laughs> I see, uh, Chris, that you had put in here, they came from 30,000 IP addresses. What percentage of that do you think was Windows PC? <laughs> like Windows 7. It's probably out. 90%. Windows XP and Windows 7. Yeah, I'm at, I'm in the 90th percentile guess as well. You think, well. Yeah. You
1: think it's, it's that and not the vulnerable, you know... Um, mm-hmm. Portable, like router, uh, router uh, routers
2: that are out there? It said it came like from cloud providers. providers. So it sounds like, yeah, to sort of obfuscate the source of the attack, they hit all these cloud providers and vulnerable <laughs> machines there. Mm. Or they might have spun up some VMs using stolen credit cards, maybe. Mm. Okay. All right. TurboTax talk has to wait until next week for our first topic on the topic of Elon Musk. Uh, Elon Musk sent shockwaves to the Intrasec world when he announced that SMS-based two-factor authentication would become a paid feature for Twitter that would be included with a Twitter blue subscription costing you $8 a month. There seems to be an amount of Musk derangement syndrome going around, so the predictable reaction of Musk that Musk is destroying Twitter and weakening security, that of made its rounds in the mainstream media. While it's true that SMS-based two-factor authentication is one of the easiest ways to secure an account, there are much better there are other and much better forms of two-factor authentication. Elon Musk went into detail what, that when Twitter sends an SMS-based 2FA code, they incur a cost from the mobile carrier for delivering that message. That's often thought as the cost of doing business. However, there are some scammers out there that are setting up their own telcos and charging exorbitant fees to deliver the SMS messages using bots and Twitter's reportedly losing about $60 million a year on SMS fraud. Other forms of multi-factor authentication, which are much more secure than SMS. We talked about it before. Like uh, we've talked about how weak SMS based MFA is on the show, but you can use something like an authenticator app, like Google authenticator or a hardware token, like a YubiKey. Those are still free and available for Twitter users. Apple and Google have already stopped offering SMS second factor for new accounts. Is Twitter like Apple when Apple killed the floppy drive, the CD-ROM drive, and the headphone jack? Maybe they're just ahead
0: of their time. I said that they're, yeah, they're a little ahead of their time, maybe. Um, What I will say is like $60 million a year like that. If that doesn't speak to the breadth of their platform, like their actual user base, that's incredible. Although there is a lot of SMS fraud there. But I have to imagine that when he took over, he was like, All right guys, uh, you know, let's look at the PNL. How quickly or like how many other things were on the agenda that that, that were more significant than the five million dollars a month going towards SMS that he waited until now? But like, wait a second, we should probably turn that off. I think food right? Like feeding the, free the employees food. was a, <laughs> the free food <laughs> it was the amount of people
1: was they, cost. Had,
2: they had like a 50% yeah. riff right away then they had another riff and they're discovering, oh yeah. well, guess what the site didn't crash like everyone predicted now there's other problems, there's some potential yeah. trust and safety issues there's you know, there's no no more press contacts there but the Twitter yeah. as a service is still running
1: yeah but, but I mean 60 million, come on guys that's a drop in a bucket for them, right? Um, but I guess if you're trying to cut the bottom line, I guess that's it. But I I think he's, he's, he's making a different point. And I think what he's saying is if you want to continue using that, you're going to pay. I want you to use a different way of MFA, right? Is what he's ultimately saying.
0: Mm -hmm. So, yeah, uh, I think if he came over here and was like, you're paying for this and that's it. Or I think it's good that he offered an alternative solution to it. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But YubiKey is not free. I mean, it's free to them, but it's
1: not free to us. We have to go buy a YubiKey, register it, right? And and then yeah. use it. But
2: like Google Authenticator so, is free. So you could use yeah. that. And that's much, much, much more secure than SMS. Agreed. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's...
0: So on the YubiKey, can can I reuse that on multiple services? Or do I have to have one per service? It can
2: reuse on multiple services. I have one YubiKey that oh, I registered see, with multiple services. Mm-hmm.
1: You just hope you never lose that key.
2: I have backups. <laughs> just hope you yeah, never lose the backups. <laughs> and that's locked in a
0: fireproof safe. Yeah, it's safe. like forty-five bucks. Yeah. Is it, well, uh, between is it, AI copying our voices, yeah, there's we, we definitely need to make sure we can do this. Is that fireproof safe? Uh,
1: is it EMP protected as well? Yeah. Well,
2: it's not an electronic circuit, and it's not turned on, so I don't think it would get affected by an EMP. Mm. Yeah, we're in this interesting paradox at Twitter where Elon Musk is disabling MFA, which is good because SMS is notoriously insecure, but it's also bad because your average Twitter user might not know how to use Google Authenticator or YubiKey, and then they are disabling their second factor, so that that is definitely a problem. But I think second factor is just SMS. as bad though,
1: right? We we agree. SMS is bad. Yeah. Just but, as bad as having no factor, right?
2: It's be- I would say it's, it's better, better than nothing because it prevents things like credential yeah. stuffing
1: attacks. So it's better than nothing,
2: but just barely. Okay. Gotcha. Time will tell if this was the right decision or not, if people are going to get massively fished or credential stuffed after SMS two-factor goes away.
1: Well, if I see a bunch of weird messages from Man Jose over here, Brian Deech, then... <laughs> I know he didn't <laughs> update his two factor. <laughs>
0: yeah, true that. Sure as that. say call that. Although I'm deleting all social media. So there's <laughs> not gonna. Actually, I think I think what's gonna happen with going back to our very first topic, maybe we'll have social media accounts, but I think we'll just be using like, you know, us be known as Morpheus moving forward. You know what I mean? Like this, there is no Brian Deech online. There's this like alter ego, hacker handle. Yeah, Man Jose. The hot. That's dad. a great one. Thanks, this. <laughs>
2: All right, for our second topic, and a sign that the cybercrime underground is booming, cybercrime groups are offering six-figure salaries, bonuses, and paid time off to attract talent on the dark web. Just like in corporate IT security, there is a shortage of capable people, and these crime groups are offering attractive comp packages to get people to join their crew. According to research from Kaspersky, the most in-demand jobs are... No surprise here, developers. Developers
0: developers, developers. developers, 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 developers. Developers, 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 developers,
2: Other in-demand positions include attack specialists, reverse engineers, testers, analysts, administrators, and designers. Just like with a corporate IT job, there's an interview and a hiring process like writing sample code to encrypt files or evading AV detection. Other perks include... Employee referral bonuses and paid time off and drug free requirements. I don't know how they gotta drug test somebody that's a hacker that's living in a different country, but we'll take their word for it. <laughs> the highest paying listings Do they pay in pesos? Oh go ahead. The highest paying listings are offering twenty thousand to a hundred thousand dollars per month, but the median salary was about four thousand per month. With the enormous amount of layoffs in tech this year, this could potentially lead to a perfect storm. Just like after the collapse of the Soviet Union, there were a lot of nuclear physicists out of a job and available on the open and black markets.
1: This is funny. So we like, talk. Oh, go ahead. No. Just just from the topic of would you go to work for a criminal syndicate that's got four oh one K benefits? <laughs> just, it's like employee match, really?
2: ESPP, dental. Yeah. Do
1: yeah. so you guys have club as well for like best best developer, best hacker? Um, could you imagine the awards conference for this? You know, like it's going to be in Vegas somewhere, <laughs>
0: so, non
2: extradition. It's, no, so it's going to be in Moscow yeah. or one of those non extradition yeah. countries.
0: I'd have to assume that if the the U.S. economy is kind of in the toilet, right? That impacts the rest of the world. Especially with tech jobs and whatnot, offshore, and so I look at this and I think, I think people are going to do it. I don't think people like us three because we're great people. Maybe Todd would because you know he likes (laughs) never shows up. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he does. If this this really happens, yeah. But if this really does happen, like you're going to take a bunch of like like these uh, script kiddies, right? That were out there trying to make a dent in the universe, and you're going to take possibly highly trained, highly skilled professionals and cut them loose to do nefarious things. I think the outcome here is like, I think this might be real. I also believe that there are corporations, the, the big ones, are you know, really going to start looking at, holy crap, we need to look at data protection a little bit closer. We need to start doing, you know, SSE, zero trust, things like that, because it'd be more of a, an accelerator for that digital transformation or network transformation or application transformation. I think this is going to help everybody out but i think there's gonna probably be some really big breaches along the way hopefully it doesn't impact too many people
2: and it's insider threat too if you know your company's about yeah. to go through a riff or you know this is your last day on the job and they don't lock down your access
0: like well what damage can i do what can i steal before before i take off <laughs> i have a talk track i always i always say you know like when we're talking about zero trust and blah, blah blah or ssc my my last talk track is always about hey what about the next edward snowden that works there right and people like kinda of perk up, like, wait a second, you know, it is the insider threat, but it's a great analogy to use. Yeah. What about you, Glenn? Should we should we adopt a secure browser to fix all the world's problems?
1: Well, <laughs> oh, there's no place closer to the edge than being actually at the edge. Um, even though we're probably the browser's not included in the SSC model, but I, I think it's coming. Yeah. I, I think it's coming to a point where like I said, I like it because I don't have to worry about SSL decryption, right? I I am the application, so I see everything. Um, but yeah, I in order to use it, you have to be able to enforce it, and I think that's where we're at right now is is our corporations willing to enforce a browser that's and pay for a browser that's that's uh, that you know they're going to make their employees use outside of Chrome and and Edge and and even and even Internet Explorer.
2: For our third topic, Hyundai and Kia are finally (laughs) fixing the problem started by the Kia boys on the TikTok challenge where those cars could be stolen by using just a USB cable. We talked about it before where Kia and Hyundai were too cheap to install an immobilizer in the car, which means the car will start even if there's no physical key present. Due to a design flaw that wasn't changed in over 10 years, the ignition cylinder is incredibly easy to get to and can be turned and started with a USB cable. Donut Media did a really good breakdown of how it works and why it's such a fail, and I'll link through it. I'll link through to it in the show notes. Kia and Hyundai officially Hyundai. offered steering wheel locks, which is basically the club, to owners in highly affected areas such as Milwaukee and Chicago. They also offered an immobilizer kit, which costs over $800 with labor, and neither were realistic solutions to the auto theft problem. Now, Kia and Hyundai are offering Hyundai. a free software update where they will flash the car with logic where the car will not start if the vehicle was locked with the key fob and then subsequently not unlocked with the factory key fob. So, if somebody, if you lock the car with the key fob, Somebody breaks in, tries to start it. It won't start because you didn't unlock it with a key fob. No word on how this will affect someone who locks it with a key fob, then unlocks it with the hard key in the event their key fob battery dies. Kia and Hyundai owners will have to take their car to oh, a dealership to get the software upgrade. And the manufacturer will provide a sticker alerting potential robbers that their USB tri- USB cable trick will no longer work. That may still not deter someone from breaking in and destroying the steering column to try and hotwire the car.
1: You, you know, there's something like you got to take two steps back on this in order to just figure out how asinine this thing really is, right? It's like you, you you've got these—is it the Hyundai boys that that are the stealing boys. these cars? The Kia boys—they have a stinking TikTok account, right? You can see them stealing the car. And you have bodies and whatnot associated. You have evidence. Why can't the, the, the police subpoena the videos and then get to them and you find out who the users are, the admins, and then do the trace? We can trace everything. We can trace freaking where Bitcoin goes. Why can't we trace this? And then the other part of this that really upsets me is, why isn't TikTok taking these videos down? Because this, this is just bad, right? Like, why aren't they just policing this internally and getting these videos off? Because that's where these kids are really trying to make a mark on themselves, right? It's just
0: trying, trying to for it. internet clout.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: So, so this is where I, I disagree. Like, I think the video should be there. I want to be able to see that. I don't want them to be the, the curator of whatever I see. I get it that it's nefarious, but at the same time, right? Like, I want to know that it's there. I don't want them to make that. Determination that it shouldn't be there. So, this is
2: actually really? really, really timely because on the day that we're recording this, the US Supreme Court right now is listening to oral arguments for a case that determines the limits of Section 230 protections, which is exactly what you guys are arguing about. That a, a u- video posted to YouTube was posted there by ISIS. That video inspired someone to join ISIS. That person then killed, I think it was an American. Or it killed somebody. And the family of the person is suing YouTube for allowing that video to be posted, which inspires someone to kill their loved one. Is YouTube liable for that? And then that's that's pretty much what you guys are, are talking about. Should YouTube be a curator? Are they a publisher? Are they just a medium? And that's what's going to be answered. Hopefully, so, well, they're hearing the arguments this week, we'll probably find out about it in June or so.
0: So this is where I become a, a hypocrite because now I feel like yeah we should have had that video removed, one hundred percent because like if you can do that and, <laughs> and to the degree like like even when they removed Donald Trump from Twitter, ISIS or the Taliban they still had a Twitter account they were posting the like beheading videos like <laughs> yeah. I don't get it like there's like yeah. just because you don't like somebody isn't grounds enough to do something weird and then th- then stand on free s- freedom of speech yes. like I don't know as we've seen Thank in God, the Twitter I don't files. Have to be person
2: yeah, yeah, it was not a free speech Thing? issue. Yeah. yeah, it was a we don't like this person issue.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, and but I, I like it though. But I mean, why can't the police use this as evidence against these kids? Even if they did allow it. Great. I, I'm okay with that, right? Allow it. But be able to come back and go, hey, I, we traced this back to your phone. We know it was you. Here's the evidence that shows it. And we're going to lock you up. we we going to put you in jail. Right?
2: Yeah, yeah they have no fear well, of prosecution. The problem this is them.
0: Yeah, what about all the other people that watch the video, learn how to do it, and they're they're still you know they're jacking vehicles left and right, <laughs> cruising down the street in my six twelve. Yeah. And, it, and it's not like the... should, go ahead. Should we short Hyundai stock because you think this will be a little bit costly to them? Since they have to go out and patch every vehicle for, like, 10 years. it's only. It's, I know it's a software update, but... It's an opt-in model, they have, they, too. They have to come in. Yeah. It's a what? It's
2: an opt-in model. Like, I'll get the letter that says, go to your dealership, yeah. schedule it. They'll probably book, like, a year out because they're, they're going to have you know, millions of vehicles to update. Yeah. And some people are just going to say, yeah, it's not worth it. I'll
0: take my chances. Yeah. Just like Tesla's the recall. The podcast?
1: <laughs> yeah. How many people At got the a recall? The
0: podcast, I talked about it not being windy it is freaking whistling like crazy right now yeah it's yeah. so windy here all ears whistling yeah wind advisory And just to clarify
1: just to clarify the usb cable that they use wasn't the fact that they were using it in some intelligent way where they were connecting their phone to jack the car up they were just using it because the connector on the end fit the tip of where they could turn the ignition of of the of the uh the thing that got removed so they couldn't use pliers they could use anything to turn that thing so yeah
2: that's true. Yeah. yeah, it just happened to fit the male side of the connection. The USB is a perfect fit to turn that ignition switch.
1: Correct.
0: Hilarious.
2: Um, yeah, they are facing multiple class action lawsuits on... Yeah, uh, In my opinion, I wouldn't say gross negligence because that means they did it on purpose, but negligence at a bare minimum because... Yeah. Like I said, my 2003 Honda Civic had an immobilizer. Spend the extra money. You don't have to deal with this headache. And Yeah, or, or just redesign the ignition lock, make it much, much harder to get to.
0: Maybe they're, I have an internal meeting. They're like, hey, guys, listen, our cars suck. <laughs> There's no way in hell anyone's ever going to try to steal it. Let's save the money on the immobilizer and <laughs> move on. Yeah. I, you know As much as we're dogging on Hyundai today, my daughter does have a Hyundai and the front hood the uh, the paint is peeling and i called and they're like yeah you gotta be the original owner we can't do anything about it and i was like bro every time i see a hyundai that looks like my daughter's car and it's white the paint is gone off the hood you guys need to do something like, oh we can't do anything fast forward three months you get a letter in the mail it says hey congratulations uh we're extending this out to anybody whether you're the first owner or not if you have a if you have a white Hyundai, we understand the pain is peeling. We'll, we'll go ahead and fix it for you for free. Put this in your glove box, and when you open up a ticket with the service account or your service advisor, we'll go ahead and cover it. So I, I'm, I'm not so bitter about Hyundai right now.
2: I thought this story was going to go in a different direction that says, man, every time I see a white Hyundai that matches my daughter's car, I bust out the USB cable, I drive the car home, and I seal the hood. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. That would make a lot of sense.
2: All right, we're going to skip our... Last topic, we'll save that one for next week since we're over on time. We continue to get great comments about our dad joke of the week. This week, I'm up. So, guys, a good romance starts with a good friendship. A bad romance starts with a rah ra, ra, rah ah ah ah, Roma maga, ga.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lady ga ah, ah 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 ga. All right, I get it. That's a good right. one. We should have used that one. We, we, we would have actually laughed. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. To wrap things up,
2: ChatGPT is indeed Skynet. We are paging for John Connor out there. Elon Musk weakened and strengthens Twitter's security. Cybercrime faces the same staffing issues as corporations. Kia and Hyundai finally release a software to fix auto theft. That's all we have for this week. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. You can find us all on LinkedIn. Links will be in the description. Follow us on Instagram at pepcacpodcast. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers who raised five stars in the iTunes store on Spotify and left us a review. We appreciate you all spreading the word to help grow the show. The best way to find us is to search for the Pepcac Podcast on your favorite podcast listening app. My co-host Brian Deach and Glenn Medina. I'm Chris Louie. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all next week. And as always, have a nice
0: day. Out. Make AI dumb again. <laughs> and, and stop. stop.